WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. When we think about how we should evolve our, of our businesses, Dennis, a lot of things are, are, are newer ideas, maybe technology that for some folks who've perhaps uh, now not familiar with taking kind of those leaps into different types of technology, it can be a little bit scary. And I think that when we, when we talk about the idea of citizen development, that's something that is really unsettling for some folks and not exactly sure what to make of it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's a word that I, I know it really well and understand it close to my heart because it's kind mm-hmm. of what I do and live. Um, but I think for some, it, it can be, what is it? How do I handle it? Why would I do it? And, and so I think today we're hopefully going to give you those answers of mm-hmm. what is it, why and how, and, We've got a great expert and a good friend of mine, Matt Hubbard, that's going to join us here and talk about just what is a citizen developer. So, Matt, welcome. Yeah, welcome, Matt. Yeah, thank you, Benny. Thank you, Dennis. Nice to be here. Yeah. yeah. So, let me, as the novice in this world, and we've had you on here before, Matt, and I think it's something that we really wanted to delve a lot, little bit deeper into. What is citizen development? Can you kind of give us a, a nice 10,000 foot definition of what it is? Yes, yes, I can do that. It's a good question and it is still relevant today. I've been talking mm-hmm. about this a lot, but as mm-hmm. I talk with more and more people, there's still an audience that we haven't hit. And so we need to explain what it is. Can't just take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell a, a quick funny line that I think is a little uh, hilarious. The first time I mentioned citizen development to somebody, they had a puzzled look on their face and they said, Hmm. citizen development, what is that? Is that a nefarious plan for the government to control their citizen population? (laughs) And I'm like, "Um, I see where you're coming from. I hadn't thought of it like that, but no, that is not what we're talking about today. So citizen development, it's, it was coined in, uh, geez, I might get this wrong. Let's just call it 10 years ago by Mm -hmm. Gartner. Okay, and it's it's used to describe people um, who make this would be the term citizen developer, people who make business apps, but they're not trained in IT or coding. So hmm. I'm I'm not a coder, but I've made dozens of apps that made my work more effective and enjoyable. Okay, and I do that because of the technology that is available today. It's called low code, no code technology. It's drag and drop. So, of course, you can do more with these apps as a citizen developer as you learn more and more. But you're basically just starting like with a box of Legos is kind of the analogy I use. And you're dragging and dropping widgets together into a workflow or into notifications and reports uh, without having to code that from scratch. And it's just a much better way to manage your business than Excel spreadsheets, as an example, like most of us do. Yeah, and so, so Matt, do a lot of people, is that what they're at? They're in Excel in your mind and they're trying to get out of that or they're, that's, that's kind of the world they came from? You know, honestly, I've, I've been a, I've been in process improvement for years and worked as a consultant in many different verticals. And I'm just still astounded that the world basically runs on spreadsheets and emails and shared <laughs> drives. Um, and, and there's a reason for that. And I, and I was just on a phone call with someone else. So they were trying to find something for, on their share drive and bless her heart. I mean, it took like 10 minutes to find it because she couldn't remember what she called it. And it's like, 
there's better ways to make this life easier. There is. I promise you, um, if you if you take the time to step up to low code, no code. Now, it is a different experience, so you'll have to get used to it, but it's easy and it's teachable. And once you get it, um, instead of spinning up a spreadsheet for something, you're going to spin up an app. That's just how you're going to think because it's so much more effective. Um, but let me let me share back on the uh, what is CD. So I want to underscore something. Um I think there are three elements of being successful with citizen development. And those three elements are things we've heard before. People, technology, and process. Okay? You need all three to be successful. If you have just two of them, eh, maybe you can get by. But you're going to be much better at scale if you have all three. The people. These are people who want to step up from spreadsheets like we just talked about. But they don't know how to code to build an app. Or they can't justify the expense and timeline of coding a system from scratch. Okay, so we want to find those people who, who want to do better than spreadsheets. Um, technology, that's the second piece that you need. The technology is what, what is called low code, no code platforms. It's what I was describing as the drag and drop. Um, I would say that Microsoft Access was like the predecessor to the low-code, no-code movement. That's the best mm -hmm. analogy I can describe if you've developed something in a Microsoft Access database before. Now, mm -hmm. today, uh, the low-code, no-code technology is way better than what it was 15 years ago. In fact, there are over 460 low-code, no-code platforms out there today that are all very powerful. Okay, so you're going to need the technology, something like TrackVIA, which is the company that I work for. Um, but as I said, there are over 460 others. Okay, that's your drag and drop technology. The third piece, which is the piece that's kind of new, is the process. The process, these are the best practices and guardrails for making sure that people who aren't trained in technology have the basics of what does a good app look like? How do you make sure that you're protecting your data privacy? These kinds of things. And there's a, a company that many of us have heard of, uh, the Project Management Institute. They're famous for their PMP certifications. Um, they have created and released within the last year the first vendor agnostic technology or uh, education suite for citizen development. And I've consumed it all and I, I really like it. That's where I'm, I'm helping people get started with citizen development is by having them learn a little from PMI. Hmm. So if I'm considering this as a technology that I am adopting, is it fair to say, Matt, that maybe I have a problem that's specific to my company, to my organization, you know, a process that I can't go down to Microsoft and not that I'm going down to Microsoft, but I can't find this particular software off the shelf, if you will. It's something that can be created, but I, you know, we're talking about hiring a coder and bringing in all types of process. This is something that if I adopt a platform to be able to do, we can solve that particular issue that I might have, whether it be taking a, 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 an order and making sure it gets moved over to manufacturing those that's something that would be specific to my company. Is that what we're talking about? Oh uh, yeah. That's a beautiful reason for considering citizen development. Um, not every point solution out there. And there are point solutions like CRMs, uh, like, like, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm just drawing a blank right now, but uh, ERP, points, ERPs, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, um, accounting tools. Um, mm -hmm. There are point solutions out there. 
Um, and sometimes it's a fast way to get started is just go buy that platform. Mm -hmm. But often that platform is maybe overkill for a small business. Like it's, it's too much functionality. And so I'm paying for more than I need. Mm -hmm. And also they can kind of box you in to their process, their way of working, um, which sometimes in theory is good, but can be a, a, a square peg in a round hole. And so that's where folks say, well, gee, I really need to develop my own, but the only thing I know how to do are spreadsheets. So mm -hmm. I'll just use my spreadsheets to do my process. But then the problem is spreadsheets are not good at scale. Uh, mm -hmm. they're, they're very manual to keep up to date, which ends up being time consuming, error prone, and they don't automate very well. They don't push notifications to you to say, hey, it's time to invoice your customer or it's time to follow up with your customer. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, Benny, the other thing we hear a lot too, I know as we're talking to clients is that, especially if they're like mid-sized where they may have an IT department, so you got something, let's say in the purchasing group that you need something fixed or done in IT, but IT is not focused on purchasing. They're focused oh, yeah. on some operational tool that's not purchasing and you get put on a wait list and that could be six months before they can get to you. And by the time they mm. get to you, you forget what you even ask them for <laughs> and you're on to the next thing. Yeah. With low, with this whole citizen developer, you're able to develop that little app that you might need for yourself within days, minutes, in some cases, to have that mm. stuff right at your fingertips. The great part about it is the IT group likes it because they know it's in a protected environment. It meets the security and all that. Same thing goes for that small business owner. I mean, you're living in those spreadsheet world. And all it we had one client that they had a spreadsheet that they used to do all their quoting on. Well, someone accidentally changed the gross <laughs> profit percent from 25% to 2.5%. Nobody oh. realized it. And for six months, they were sending all their bids out at 2.5%. Winning a lot of business. No, yeah. yeah <laughs> they wow. won a lot. Business and then all up. of a sudden, they, they lost a lot of money. And so, yeah. you know, and so those are ones where you can't, you know, you can't pick that up in a spreadsheet. But in an app, you could have had a warning sign that says, hey, if, if the gross profit is less than 10%, flag it and make it red and it pops and it hmm. warns someone. And those those are just some of the little simple ways that that citizen developer world can make and make your company so much more profitable. Absolutely. And Dennis, uh, you were, you were keying in on uh, something for there for a second, which is probably the biggest reason that large and medium sized companies get into citizen development. And that's the backlog of hmm. apps that need to be developed. Okay. Yep. I was reading a stat on, on Microsoft. They had a, uh, they did an estimate on the number of apps that need to be built. And they said it's 500 million apps in the next five years, which is more than the last 40 years combined. <laughs> like just sit on that for a second. How is that going to be possible? And we have a shortage of supply in developers. <laughs> so folks are saying, geez, maybe we can fill that gap with these low code, no code technologies and citizen developers. Um, and, and that is what, why I think we're seeing an explosion today, just out of sheer supply and demand. And these technologies are now very capable. Yeah, and, and you know, and it kind of, you know, one of my clients, they actually use the, the citizen developer low code approach to kind of build out the model so that the end user gets it to work the way they want it. And then, after about six months, if it's working the way they want it, then they'll move it to their big application. And this this institute that we work with 
they say it saves them about two years of time because before it would take them about two years to develop this stuff. Now they have developed in, in six weeks or so. They're testing it. And the real big win is usually the operation guy talks one way, the IT guy talks another way, and they end up with two radically different outcomes. Now they actually have a working model that they can say, here's what I want it to actually do. And then IT can build it and they're much faster. Hmm. Um, so those are just examples to give you ideas of just ways to make your life easier. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Benny. No, I mean, you guys, it, it's, it's so funny because I, I was talking to a client not too long ago about developing or, or, or creating an application specific for them. And they said, gosh, if I just worked at this big company, I know we could get this thing done really quickly. I just laughed, right? And, and, <laughs> we, Dennis, you and I had this discussion many times. I worked for the largest telecommunications company at one point, and we had to really just literally make a change on the website to just a simple change, a couple of different paragraphs that needed to add there. Six months later, it wouldn't do it because the IT didn't have time to do it. The IT staff didn't have time to do it. And I just laugh about thinking about, all right, let's go ahead and, and get this the the, uh, the the team within this company I was working for and have them design this application. Oh, sure, they're just going to drop everything for you. No problem. They don't have anything. So I, I laugh about this whole thing. Matt, You know, the, all of this stuff is really interesting. And I think we've come up with a few different things. But if I'm a smaller, medium-sized business owner, why would I want to consider this beyond maybe some of the things that we've talked about? Why is this really going to be important for me when it comes to my specific you know, use case? What, what, you have any thoughts behind that? Well, I, I think a few we, we've talked about already, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, I, I mean, I ran my own consulting business, right? And I, I would consider myself a small business and mm -hmm. I needed tools to help me run that. And I started with my spreadsheets because they're available and they're fast. But as soon as you start to get a good client base, it becomes difficult and unwieldy to manage. So that is, I think, the number one reason to step up. Now, why wouldn't you just step up to a point solution or uh, custom coding? I think, um, Dennis, I think you hit on a great one there when you were talking about communicating your requirements to somebody for custom coding. Like, I'm, I'm a small business owner. I'm just starting. I don't know exactly what I need. I have a rough idea of like what the thing is, but how it works, I don't know. So if you ask me for my requirements, I'm probably going to be wrong. And then there's going to be a lot of redo and change, et cetera. So this is where low code, no code comes in is you can have an idea. I need a tool to do X. Um, you can whip up a rapid prototype in like two days. Um, even for me, I'm teaching people citizen development and I whipped up an app in two hours to manage <laughs> all of the students that I'm teaching and the curriculum and where they are in each step and the links that launch their 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 different um, activities that they have to take and follow. It took me two hours. Was I right in two hours? No, <laughs> right? I, but it was pretty good. And then over the course of a, a couple of days, I refined it each time I used it. And then I got it to a point where, hey, this is this is good. This is working. And then to Dennis's point, if you really want to go further and you don't have the time to do it, you can hire people to continuously improve your low code, no code app, or you can outsource it to say, can you guys build this from scratch? I've got the rough in already done and I know it pretty much works. Okay. Um, what is the last thing I would say? Um, I would just give an example for the why. 
So sometimes point solutions are just too much. I was a small business owner. Um, Salesforce, I've used it before. It is awesome. It's a CRM and mm -hmm. I, it can do so many things, but I didn't need that much right out of the gate. So I already had a low code, no code platform. And so I started on Excel spreadsheets and said, it's time to step up to build a little bit better CRM. And probably in about an hour, I whipped up my own CRM. It didn't cost me anything extra because that low code, no code platform, I had unlimited apps um, and I could build as many as I wanted. Uh, whipped it up and it that app really worked well for me for a couple of years. Hmm. So this is all really interesting and I really love this topic. I think it's great. But for if I'm a business owner and saying, all right, you got me interested, Matt, Dennis, this is interesting stuff for me. Where do I go? How do I get started? What, what, what's the first step that I would do to even consider doing something like this? That is a great question. And what I would say is don't feel overwhelmed. Let's just pace this. You don't, you don't have to go from, I, I had not heard of citizen development before today. And then tomorrow you're suddenly like this proficient citizen developer. It's going to be a journey. Okay. So I, this is one of the reasons I really like PMI's teachings and methodology. They have what they call a maturity model and you go through five stages and you don't have to go through all five. You can, you can stay in the first two. Stage one is discovery. What you're doing in that stage is just creating a proof of concept. You're starting with something simple and you're making an app to see if you can do it. And from there, you'll learn. You'll learn what worked and what didn't. And then you move into experimentation. Okay, that's phase two. Experimentation is do another app on another use case. Maybe have one of your employees give it a try uh, to see if more people than just yourself can do it. And then stage three is adoption. That's where you, you've done this enough times where you're like, I think this is kind of a way of life for our company. And so we are going to um, standardize this and we're going to make this a, a tool that new employees can hop on and continuously improve our business. And then stage four and five are called scaling and innovating. That's when you go really big and the rules kind of change there. You need management structure at that point. That's more for uh, large enterprises though than small businesses. Mm -hmm. And so what I've done is, recently is I've kind of, that's the big picture, right? So scaling and innovating is where you could get to, but we all have to start at discovery, whether you're small or big. So I've created a, a discovery curriculum is what we'll call it. And it basically teaches some PMI principles and it also teaches app building. It starts with an intro phase, app build training, and then you conclude with a final project. So Matt, you know, I know a lot of the clients that we come across, they don't even have time to take care of their day-to-day -day business, let alone try to be citizen developer. You know, what, what, do I, what do you say to those types of people that they're just kind of stuck in that spreadsheet and they don't have anybody that they can turn to to help do this? Um, Dennis, I'm really glad that you're bringing this up because sometimes I... I take the app building for granted because I've been doing it for so long. But I remember when I wasn't building apps, I was under a lot of pressure because I had inefficient tools and inefficient things going on. And I probably couldn't find the time to learn how to build apps. So this is the scenario where sometimes it's better to start by having somebody else show you what it looks like to build an app 
on a low-code, no-code platform. So TrackVIA has professional services that do this all the time for our customers. Dennis, you've got a company, Works, that also does the same thing. And so sometimes that's the best place to start because somebody's solving a problem for you on a low-code, no-code platform that you can then later learn and start expanding on. And that, that's what we find is that we end up becoming educators and helping them grow. And I mean, the companies that partner with us that stay long-term, usually they have two or three people that become citizen developers internally in their organization. I've got one that started with one app. Today, I think they're up to about 70 apps that he's built that they use. Hmm. I mean, it's all the way wow. from <laughs> reserving rooms for conference calls to time off. It's just little things, but it he kind of took the approach that if it was on a spreadsheet, it was coming off a spreadsheet and it was going into this app tool that he had to, to make life better. I love it. That's what I was talking about earlier. You, the, the instinct is let's whip up a spreadsheet real quickly. And then eventually your brain just turns to I'm going to whip up an app real quick. Yeah. And, that, yes. and, it, and it changes their business. I mean, you know, these companies, I, I promise our listeners, it, it takes you to a whole different level once you start doing this citizen developer approach. Yeah, this this topic is to me is something that you all have opened up my eyes and I've done a little bit of research uh, since you first came on, Matt. And I, I find this to be a really interesting technology for those folks out there who are interested in learning a little bit more. Maybe they are curious enough to say, you know what, Matt, uh, you got me interested on the podcast here. Tell me a little bit more. How can our folks get a hold of you? How can people reach out and be able to say, Hey Matt, help give me a little hand here. I need a little help. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you are also a LinkedIn user, you can find me Matt Hubbard, M-A-T-T-H-U-B-B-A-R-D, and probably just type in citizen development and I'll be one of the first ones to pop up. Mm -hmm. um, probably the, the more precise way to get a hold of me to make sure you're getting the right Matt Hubbard is go ahead and email me at matt, M-A-T-T dot Hubbard, H-U-B-B-A-R-D, at trackvia.com. That's T-R-A-C-K-V-I-A dot com. And I will, I'll extend this offer to your audience. Anybody who references this podcast will give them a, a free code to take PMI Citizen Developer Foundation course. It's a 90-minute course that introduces you to their vision for managing citizen development, and it gives you a language to start collaborating on it. Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks, Dennis, I want to like, I'm going to take a second to, and you know, for those folks as well, who may want to reach out to you, Dennis, on this particular topic, uh, you know, Matt is a great place to start, but you also want to talk to, uh, to your company and maybe let them uh, chat with you too, as well. how do they get a yeah. hold of you, Dennis? Yes. That's why the email, um, Dennis. So it's D Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S-J at WorkSolution. That's W-O-R-X solution.com. And I'm like Matt, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, and then you also through the WFH with two guys podcast, we're on there. So quite a few different ways that you can get to me or Matt. And uh, would love to, to hear more from people about how helping them do low code, no code and becoming a citizen developer. Low code, no code. That's the theme of the day, gang. Make sure you do a little investigation. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to see what it can do for your business. Matt, thanks for stopping by today. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll have you back again, I'm sure, at some point in the future. But thanks again for spending time with us today. Thank you, Benny and Dennis. Had a good time. Thanks for joining us today on Work From Home with Two Guys. 
Listen, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do it is get in touch by sending me an email, benny at velocitytechnology.group. That's B-E-N-N-Y at velocitytechnology.group. You've been listening to WFH with two guys. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for joining us today on Work From Home with Two Guys. Listen, if you want to get in touch with me, the best way to do it is get in touch by sending me an email, benny at velocitytechnology.group. That's B-E-N-N-Y at velocitytechnology.group. Dennis, if some people think that they need to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you at the next episode.